Today, we scrub ourselves clean with the soap opera Melrose Place. I want to die. Please send help. I hate this now. No, I feel like you don't get it. The bit is not over. I am depressed. This show made me... Th- Please free us. Free us. We d- A soap opera? A soap opera. Melrose Place. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We are controlling transmission. Click. Static noise. Fat Welcome beast. to Musty TV. Get it? It was like turning on a TV. <laughs> Can you believe Michael Winslow recorded that for us? We had a, I mean, you're in LA now where he is, so you can get him. Yeah. I hunted him down. I broke into his house. <laughs> All the I quietly al- crept up the stairs. <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. You see, I'm not good at it. He was the one making the noises when you were sneaking in. He just liked making noises so much. I tried to open his fridge to grab a drink. Kahima! <laughs> see, I don't know what noises to make for things. That's, that's why there's only one Michael Winslow. I don't even remember what his character was named on Police his Academy. His character's name was Michael fucking Winslow. But he, he and then they did the, and he got promoted to work for Darth Helm. Yeah, boss. he did the same thing with the beeps and the creeps. <laughs> hey, Josh. Hey, Liam. It's us, the beeps and the creeps. What do we do on this podcast? We watch a forgotten TV show, specifically the pilot and the finale of said TV show, and talk about it. But doesn't that kind of give us a skewed version of the TV show because they're so, going to be so drastically different? <laughs> I think it gives us enough of the TV show because to take more would be, um, what's the word? A crime. Uh, yeah, a crime, but also it would be neglectful to our own health. Cruel and unusual. Cruel and unusual. <laughs> Unus- cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> so let's just jump right in yeah. because after about an hour, uh, Ableton cogs out on me. <laughs> so today we watched Melrose Place. From the spelling verse. Yeah. Digging into the spelling. Is it technically a spinoff of 90210? Uh yes, because in the pilot, it's all over. <laughs> I you'll you'll hear. So let me just jump into the pilot. <laughs> Please do. So I don't know if the theme changes, so I just want to start. The first, I think, shot of the show is literally a pair of like snakeskin boots <laughs> in like a grainy, like LA street. <laughs> it's just like yes. and it's, and it has like this kind of eerie, and then all of a sudden it gets really upbeat, and then you see all these terrible actors with like oh, they're, they're just all most so bad, and it's Josh. just so cliched. Like, oh, oh here's a guy so... with a shirt off. Here's another man dancing with a mop. Oh, what did people think hot men looked like in the '90s? Because shirtless and hairless, yes. no but one. They, but the faces are so weird. Yeah. It was all about being hairless. Like, there are multiple men with their shirts off in this, and none of them have, like, they're all, it's like, nope, well, they're shaving all their chest and shaving all that body hair because can't have that. I mean, what about, the show reeks of, like, 90s hotness, not just for men, but, like, 
that was 90s hot for women like oh yeah they all looked very the same it was really hard to tell them apart unless they were like really was like so it took me a while before i figured out most of their names so i guess it just starts out oh yeah dude i in my notes are me figuring out character names as i go along no the same like it's a checklist because i have one name where i wrote the wrong name like multiple times I was, oh it's not this it's something else so basically uh it the opening of the show after the shitty theme is it's dark and there's like spooky music and we see a woman and also <laughs> these really hideous cowboy boots different from the opening there you just see her from the the boots down honestly that's what you see and she's leaving the apartment at like early dusk it's still dark outside leaving an apartment and gets into a taxi with all of her belongings the next morning we see allison i think that's her name yeah allison courtney thorne smith and she's like goes to her roommate it's your turn to make the coffee knocking on the door is like hey it's time to wake up because i guess that's what roommates are supposed to make each other coffee and take turns yeah you have to you can't make coffee for yourself or you're a weakling i make it for myself in my my basement (laughs) then you show submission then you are submissive (laughs) but anyway yeah yeah yeah. no i guess not (laughs) so she uh she goes into a room and sees that oh no her roommate natalie who we never meet left in the middle of the night without yep left her with the bills she wasn't ever on the release they were lived together for three months and now allison's freaking out she goes to well this is how melrose place is an apartment complex let's get to that yeah, melrose place I, I melrose place is and you you're probably going to disagree with me but because i think we've seen very different seasons melrose place is about a magical apartment complex that turns people into insane monsters I wish I would have had some of that in my season, my my episode. But yeah, no one's insane. But everyone feels like, hey, it's cool that they all fucking know each other. Except yeah, once which I is not how apartments. No, work. no, no, not at all. Like so, they're all like, because basically the way the apartment is structured is you have like a downstairs and then a top and then there's like a second layer, and then everything like faces into like a courtyard with a pool, so everything looks down in there. So like she's going to different people's rooms knocking. She knocks on, I throw Jack, but it was Jake. She's like, is Natalie in there with you? And he's like, why do you think every girl's in here with me? And of course he answers oh, the door with his shirt off. I hope he dies. Well, yeah, it's California. Yeah. So then she goes to Michael. I don't know if he's in continues in the show, but Michael, Mike, Michael, Michael is one of the few who do the whole series. Uh, Michael, the doctor who also manages an apartment complex. Yeah, he's he explain this to me (laughs) yeah so in the second season he turns into a a a dastardly villain josh so even the writers had no idea what to do with well so yeah and he's and basically she's just like i can't i can't she's like how am i gonna afford my rent we find out her rent is four hundred dollars that's her half of the rent uh yeah and she's like i can afford my half but not the other half and basically and uh michael says well you're just gonna have to write a you know a check or a bounce a check and she's like oh that's against the law literally she says that she's so aghast at the idea of a bad check yeah oh boy yeah so she leaves goes to work or whatever she gets to work 
gets in her she's coursing like a kind of a crappy looks like late 80s 90s car gets there the new like the i guess he's like an executive at the ad agency she is a secretary for she dings his car and as soon as he looks at her he's like oh i've seen you around and he's like oh it's okay don't worry about it and they make some joke about well just don't put my wife through don't put her through because we're divorced i got the car and she got the house yeah it's just I don't know who the actor was, but he sounded like, um, oh, it's, I forget the guy's name, but he's like, I, I sometimes think of him as like a poor man's Albert Brooks because he kind of has like the same cadence gotcha. of voice. He was in the Batman, the original Batman movie, like from the 90s. Anyway, so then we see Kelly from 90210 approaching the complex. Kelly? Kelly? Kelly. I'm not, I'm sorry, not Kelly. I think her real, her name is Donna. No, 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 it is Kelly. Donna's the, Donna's friend. Kelly was, uh, Jenny Garth. Gotcha. And she's approaching the complex. And I wrote in, crossover. Spinoff. Yeah, well, well, actually, we see Kelly, Donna, Tori Spelling, and Brian Austin Green drive up in a car, and she's like, I just gotta go see if Jake is around. And they're like, what happens she? Jason Priestley? Jake is the guy who entered the door with his shirt off, and she in there. Gotcha. Like, like, haven't he blown you off since your mom's wedding? She's like, he cares for me. So she basically just shows up at his door, and she's like knocking on it. And of course, and then this really—I don't know if this woman is southern, but her accent was a gas was ghastly. She was supposed to be from South Carolina. Her name is Sandy. She's like, oh honey, he is not there. <laughs> Let me tell you something. She's a wannabe actress. We find that out later. So, so weird when actors play wannabe actors on the show. And yeah, it is. Yeah, and she was like really bad. I have some quotes of hers. I'll say later, like that, literally, like so, oh, like cringeworthy. So, um, at the end of the day, like Allison, as this is after like work and everything, she's now like unpacking or leaving her car, and then all of a sudden, Andrew Shue. <laughs> approaches her and he's like hey are you uh allison blah 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 he's like she's like is he gonna move in yes he is i knew it he met natalie at a bar one night and she said i know a place that's gonna be free in a week because he basically gives her this whole story of like yeah i'm still i'm living with my parents and i can't keep doing that anymore because like i'm sex starved like i feel like i'm making out on the same squishy bit i did since i was in eighth grade he refers to his bed as a little squishy bed yeah. Like in a grown adult would. And of course, uh, she's like, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, room with you. I don't want to with a strange man. He's like, well, let me give you a number. He gives her a number and walks away. Let's see. Let me remain. One other terrible. This, this was just really a lot of, it was like exposition you can, you city. Can burn. Yeah. Feel free like, to burn through this because mine is buck fucking Okay. Wild. Yeah. Let me start burning through this for sure. Like, so basically, we know he's gonna room with her. She she eventually realizes she's screwed. She has to room with him. Uh, he ended up having a bad check when they finally moved together. Oh no! But and she also finds out he is giving dance lessons. That's how he's paying his rent. He's a writer, by the way. He's a fan of Norman oh, Mailer. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, he's a fan of Norman Mailer. Yeah, and and, and we find out What's that this guy's name. Uh, Billy. <laughs> Billy looks like a surfer, and almost every time we see Billy, his shirt is off. Like, almost every time. And sometimes, like, no pants. He's just wearing, literally, boxers. In fact, 
after Hal, that's the boss exec that Allison befriended at work, he like took her to this fancy party and they're all like super happy. And then he, of course, makes a pass at her when he comes back. He's like, I introduced you, come on. And like, just like all over her. And then Billy walks in with a just box. Hey man, I'm her husband. And she's like, why did you have to say husband? That's so ludicrous. You and me, they're gonna do it. We all know this, right? It's there. I guess they set them up for the will there, won't they? But no one really cares. We find out Cindy works in a bar called Shooters. Of course she does. Or Sandy, and she also dated Jake, and that's why she's just kind of like bitchy. Because um, that's where, yeah. Uh, let's get to Michael and, no, uh, we don't care. Oh, Michael and bad check we don't <laughs> this i mean show is, this show just falls apart it, it's just it this was like exposition city oh i'm forgetting uh the token black character we had Rhonda. oh no Rhonda was a token black character she teaches a class called cardio funk yes cardio funk oh no and we see that class and somehow they have the shortest workout i think i've ever seen and like shortest it's supposed to be like intense and it's like I could have fallen asleep watching it. It was so like slow and boring and short. Like, but all of a sudden they're all sweaty and also really weird back camel toe. And this guy who eventually asked her out on a date is like staring at the women, like, mm. like, and then he takes her out on a date. Oh, he doesn't want to date her. He wants her to sell his shitty the source vitamins. He calls them. And then oh he, no! Yeah, she's also in love with her gay best friend who also lives there, who's Mister. Um, uh what's the word not philanthropist because i don't think he has money but just he's mr do good i guess he works at a shelter he's taking kids out to a bowling alley he makes comments some of these kids have never seen a bowling alley before oh god yeah he's a what is this yeah what are you doing oh there's a whole stupid like a montage where allison meets bad roommates of course the punk rocker the elderly woman the spiritual woman the like just just boring 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 um i will there won't they a lot of that crap uh, so oh not, no not good. yeah um sandy the miss actress literally has a quote at one point because she's gossiping to so basically the black girl Rhonda, she's the black character she's the only black character i can see that lives at this apartment complex she basically mm-hmm. gossips to everyone about everything she sees she saw Natalie That's leave, weird. but she's like, that wasn't none of my business. She saw Billy, the hot new guy who is now Allison's roommate, move in, tells other people. And she uh, goes and gossips this at one point to um, Sandy, who knows Billy because he shoots pole at the bar she works at. And she literally makes a quote, daylight is just a dress rehearsal. Oh, boy. So, yeah, you can barf about that. Daylight is just a dress or circle. She kept talking about it. Sure is. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Kelly finally gets Jake to agree to go on a date with her, and they go to... Of course, he takes her to Shooters, the bar. It's the only place place you can go on a date. Yeah, he walks in, he's like, good food, good music, and it's just really generic, crappy 90s rock. Bad service as Sandy walks up. And and she's like, what's it gonna be for your drink? He's like, beer, and how about for you, honey? Chocolate milk? (laughs) Because she's a fucking high school girl, and he's, I guess, mid-20s. I mean, both actors are probably (laughs) mid-20s. 
Yeah. But yeah, like he's... weird that he's going on a date with a high school girl though. Well, he met her working for on her mom's house. Her mom, who is also an actress, who Sandy adores, because later, or no, sorry, not her mom, uh, Steve Sanders. So basically, the whole 90210 gang, multiple show up at shooters because they want to make oh, sure God. they're so protective of Kelly. It's Donna and Brian Austin Green, David, I think is his name, and Ian Ziering. Of course. And they're, yeah, they're like, where are you from? Beverly Hills. Oh, and Sandy's like, oh, you're rich too. There's a lot of the, like, you're rich. You don't understand what it's like to be me. I, I, I got problems you don't even know about. He said I've that. Got problems, man. I can't find a shirt that fits me. Yeah, exactly, because he's always shirtless. And at the, she has a final confrontation with him at the end where she's like, just give me some time. I need to get my life together. I can't drag you down with me. Isn't this beautiful? It's like it's, it's almost Shakespearean. It's so like cliched everything in this. Like we catch Billy dancing with a mop. Like this is just like it's amateur hour. This was which this is Darren Star, so it should be no surprise that it's all this like cliche like ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Has he made a good television show? Not in my opinion. Didn't we have to watch one with for Jane? feel like we did mascara society or something yeah sorry jane i'm sure i'm (laughs) butchering the name um so our final scene because they're all friendly at the end of the day they're all at the pool billy brings out this not even ancient looking barbecue pit it just looks old because they added some rust paint to it and they make jokes about how dirty it is and then they're like, let's have a chicken fight. And we're supposed to give a shit about these characters who we don't care about. It's just a boring show. And I found myself like wishing I could fast forward it. Because I know, I well, I know my, my one like notion of like Mellow's Place comes from like Seinfeld where Jerry refuses to admit he watches it. And they basically talk about crazy shit that happens in it, which Jerry does watch it. But like... So I was hoping something big, something would happen in this fucking pilot. Nothing happened in this pilot except boring exposition and trying to... Ugh, I'm done with the pilot. Give me something fun. Well, first we gotta take a quick break, but then I'm gonna give you something real fun. Here we go. Break time. Hello, listener. Do you like scare, a jump, a fright? How about Maine? How do you feel about Maine? If any of those words made your heart skip a beat, then I've got a podcast for you. King Me is a monthly Stephen King podcast where I, Tom Lockney, and a guest watch the theatrical adaptive work by everyone's favorite Northeastern author and talk about it with a little help from the source material. So, if you're feeling particularly brave, join me on my descent into terror on the Major Cast Network or wherever you find podcasts. We open on a car crash. Everyone is rescued from the car, and they run out, and then the car explodes. Cut to Heather Locklear. She's a murderer, apparently. She killed a guy named Kent. This all happened before the show, I think. This is when I realized that this was a soap opera. Cut to two brunettes are talking about a crime, I think? And then one's like, I gotta go make a phone call. And then as she makes a phone call, the other one hits her over the head and knocks her out. Cut to credits. So... One second. So, um, so far, these are none of the same characters I've just talked about. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because they all look the same. They really do. I only, I only figured stuff out later on. Okay. You'll, you'll see. Gotcha. 
this I thought the credits music owned Bones. Uh, did, did so that's it, just me. I wonder if it was the same. Uh, I recognized none of the actors because it was special guest star Heather Locklear, and she wasn't in the credits. Oh, I thought she was part of the cast. She was, but she had like returned or some shit. Nineties uh, drama. Um, and I thought none of the men were good looking. So then suddenly Sarah McLaughlin's "I Will Remember You" <laughs> over just image because it was a serious finale. Well, there were a bunch of like, dead dogs. No, it was just like the cast hanging out. Like it was the actors, what? Like, the characters. Yeah. <laughs> they pulled. So you're telling me the the what? Yep. What's the show? So, wow. All right, so the woman that's been kidnapped and knocked out over the head, I learned her name was Lexi. No, nope, uh, not in the pilot. Yeah, and Lexi, I believe, is with Michael uh, from the pilot. Well, I'll just pause a second. So they did try to set up in the pilot that Michael and Jane, his wife, are having issues because Michael's gone all the time. Because he's a doctor. Oh yeah, he he ends up cheating on her and divorcing her. And oh, I thought he the audience. You know, I thought she was actually going to end up cheating on him because she was just lonely. Like old, yeah. Well, she was so lonely, and they kept saying I was lonely. Anyway, back to this pilot, the finale. Um. So the killer brunette uh, Michael comes over to Lexi's apartment, and the killer brunette has. Uh, um, kidnapped Lexi and thrown her in the bathtub. <sighs> and then she says, Hi, Michael, what's doing? So, you got me. Jerry, I do remember this from Seinfeld, Jerry saying literally, That Michael, I hate him so much. Yeah. <laughs> so now it makes sense. So now we're at a hospital with the car crash, fam, and the characters are apologizing for things I don't know because the show had 35 episodes a season. And then a blonde Holy woman shit. tells Kyle that she's pregnant. And he's really happy, even though Kyle just had a whole monologue to her about how he wanted to th- take things slow. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> they really just... So then Jack... So Jack Wagner's character, he plays Peter, who uh, uh, is is uh, uh, a doctor at the place that Michael is a doctor at. Uh, and You're his computer is getting confiscated. Oh, so Jack, uh, this guy named Peter, played by Jack Wagner, he works at the hospital that Michael works at, mm-hmm. and he his computer is getting confiscated by the FBI, uh, and he gets confronted by the by the lady who knocked the um who knocked Lexi out, and she's all crazy, and uh, dramas are really hard to do for messy TV because they're super serialized. <laughs> <laughs> they make them more interesting. <laughs> So then the blonde woman who told Kyle that she was pregnant, well, it turns out that she's two and a half months pregnant. And it turns out, hold on. So it turns out Kyle's not the father. Michael's the father. Ooh. And she tells that to the OBGYN for some reason. But not to Michael or Kyle. No, not yet. At of course least. not. Now we're at a wedding. I don't care. All these characters are here, though. <laughs> Blonde woman lies to Kyle. Crazy lady, who's claiming all these accusations on Heather Locklear's murder are just her being nuts, even though it's real. Uh, acts all nuts to Peter and Heather. Apparently, Heather used to date the dude who thinks he's Blonde Lady's baby daddy. So, Blonde Liar and a different Blonde Woman talk about how it ain't 
uh, Kyle's baby, and we've heard all of this, and they're just restating things. Blonde lady's gonna move away. A half hour left to go in the show. <laughs> Heather Locklear, um, overhears all this. What does that mean? What is she? Overhears all this. Oh. I got it. So Heather, Heather Locklear overhears that her ex's uh, lover is lying to him about the father of that baby. This was a lot. There, was I'm a lot. so confused, but I feel like I'd be just as confused watching this. So it's 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 gonna when I get everyone's names as I go. So so Jane is the one who is pregnant with Michael's baby, not Kyle's. That's her name. So Jane is telling a different blonde woman about all this, and Heather Locklear overhears. So then Heather Locklear goes to see Kyle and tells him all this. Then Peter is probably going to go to jail. Peter is also with Heather Locklear. So then Kyle catches Jane before she leaves, and he doesn't care that Michael's not the father. Uh, I mean, everyone on the show looks the same, so I don't think it matters at all. Right. They all look like 90s bland TV folk. So then Crazy Lady pretends to be Lexi and seduces Michael, and he says, oh boy, I missed that backside. And then she turns <laughs> around and attacks him. I just like that he said, I missed that backside, mm, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this was, I guess, because he couldn't say, I missed that butt. Peter and Heather dance to garbage music and talk about jail time they'll get. They decide to flee the country and then nearly get hit by Lexi's car. Oh, Eve is the crazy lady. That's her name. Wait, I get wait, that. wait. Peter and who try to flee? Heather Locklear. Oh, okay. They almost get hit by Lexi's car, driven by Eve, who's dressed as Lexi. Uh, whoa. So she's trying to set Lexi up. So Lexi and Michael untie each other in the bathtub and save Peter uh, and try to save Peter and Heather. And then Michael, when they're running from apartment to apartment, comments on how the building they're in makes them all nuts. And then he recounts all apart, uh, like all these crazy things that happened to like Kelly and stuff at the sh during the show's run. What? So they go to the police office, and everything gets resolved, um, like regarding the crime Heather Locklear committed and uh, even Lexi's little thing. So then Peter tries to extort some colleague uh, that he has, and he gets the colleague to give him the keys to the colleague's cabin. Uh, I think the colleague's name is Stuart. Stuart is a homely man. Sounds like a colleague. Stuart. That sounds like a homely man in his 50s. Sorry for all the Stuarts in the Kyle world. Kyle and Heather hang out at the beach. It's pretty boring. Michael drags a judge to marry him and Lexi, but she won't get out of the pool, so he joins her in. Lexi flat out says no in the middle of an impromptu pool wedding, and the witness was the dude that Peter extorted earlier. What the fuck? I see why this show is like talked about as being so crazy. Speaking of which, uh, Heather and Peter talk about their new escape plan. The cops come to Michael about Peter and Heather disappearing. Lewis, not Stuart. Lewis is there, so he talks about the cabin. I don't know who the fuck uh, anyone is, Liam. <laughs> Some woman who really hates Peter gets it out of Lewis. So the cops show up at the cabin, like a ton of armed cops for two people. Well, they're white, so you gotta be there. <laughs> but they can't Michael fire at him, can... right? Exactly. Michael says he can talk them out in two minutes, and as he walks to the cabin, it fucking explodes. <laughs> Kyle and Jane have breakfast. Michael shows up to tell Heather to tell them Heather and Peter are dead. The funeral's today. Kyle is shocked. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're doing a dual funeral. Is it a funeral and a wedding? No, it's just two funerals. And then Eve shows up in a cheerleader uniform and cheers about how great it is that they're dead. Uh, she throws Peter's ashes on Lexi and gets arrested. Uh, arrested. And then Eve screams, you can't arrest me, I'm a cheerleader. What? Michael's been promoted to chief of staff at the hospital over Eve. An old woman helping Mike move tells him to make a wish on a penny. A super busty ner nurse walks in. This has to be a dream. Is she a hooker? I don't know. She might be. This was not a dream. Eve is in jail and meets some lady who claims to be a cheerleader too. Then Eve quotes Blanche Dubois correctly. Uh, Jade uh, and Kyle have yes. Heather's locket. It's a whole thing. Sent to them. So it's like, oh, Heather is alive, maybe. And she is. She's in Hawaii with Peter and they're going to get married. It might be Fiji. And then the song Closing Time plays as clips from the series. Wow. The end. Wow. I can't believe they use Closing Time. <laughs> Well, of course they use closing time. Uh, wow. That's, uh... I'm still just as confused, by the way. <laughs> I think I didn't make much sense. It's a lot going on. And then for someone who never watched the show before, I think I had a pretty good handle on what was going on. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the pilot so was... So let me, let me do my best to quickly summarize it. Sure. So before the show, Heather Locklear kills this dude who's going to attack her, and Eve witnesses it. And then later, she like gets Heather Locklear. She almost she claims that none of the none of the, she was like crazy. None of these things happen. I don't want to explain it anymore. I'm yeah, no, we're good. We're good. I, you know, if someone really wants to, they can watch Wikipedia. This. I mean, we don't recommend it, but they certainly can watch the show. Um, so now for our next segment, don't watch this. Watch the. Oh no, wait. Yeah, what we, am should, I we should. We gotta we should, write yeah, it. Yeah, and also talk about this hey, was awful. What it was up against. It was, well, it was on Fox. It was up against... Um, yeah, it was on for, like, what, ten, it was, nine years? Yeah, seven, maybe. I don't... I think I have it. I don't up. know. I think it was a soap. I don't know if it was even on primetime. No, I think it was. No, it was primetime. I know that much. It was primetime? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, Melrose Place so ran from uh, July 8th, 1992 to 1999, May 24th. Seven years. Yeah, seven years. It was... Um, one in, season one and two were broadcast Wednesday at 9 p.m. And then for the third season, it was moved to Monday at 8 p.m. So still. So prime, yeah, prime yeah. time. Damn. Earned several uh, Golden Globes. Thomas Calabro was the only cast member to remain on the series throughout the run. Michael. Michael, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Fox. Monday or whatever night, whatever, yeah. Wow. This was crusty old yeah, dust. It would reeked of like just that crusty nineties like the soundtrack and... I just didn't care about any of the characters whatsoever. Me neither. So So now for a new another segment that we like to call Don't watch that, watch this instead. Yeah. So I recently watched the complete series of a 80s Britcom, which is, I guess, kind of uh, relevant to this fucked up world we live in now. It's called The New Statesman, and it was a mm -hmm. basically an attempt of uh, it was a, it's basically a satire against the Tory Party. Oh, uh, nice! Yeah, Rick Mayall plays this like money hungry, power hungry, sex hungry <clears throat> Republic uh, Tory 
and when's like yeah so it's just all the things <laughs> like there's so many jokes just about oh no we're 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 Tories of course we care more about money and oh we don't want this we don't want this. and he's just a maniacal evil character but you still like root for him because he's funny <laughs> that's great it, yeah what's it called it's called the new statesman it, it ran it's, the new statesman yeah it was in the i think it started in the late 80s and ran to like the like 91 or 92 then he actually did it as a stage show for a while i didn't found that out till rest oh, in cool. peace rick mayall passed away in 2014 16 was it 16 oh. i thought, I thought it, was, it like, was during like the big celebrity death i thought no no that was before then it was like 14 or 15 because oh, okay. when i was still going to stuff yeah what about you william what have you been watching lately uh garbage i've been watching parenthood because it's the stupidest worst show i've ever seen in my life but i don't recommend it <laughs> I had a friend who loved that But we that have to show. watch every episode because it's insane. Your friend is wrong. It's really bad. Everyone on that show is so dumb. <laughs> My it's friend is your friend, too. Family. <laughs> yeah. Who so, is this person? Sophie really liked that show. That makes total sense. Yeah, of course I'll it does. I like the original episode. movie. Um, but I don't want to talk about that. Why are you watching Parenthood? Jane. Oh, it's like insane to watch. Like It's like a car accident. Okay. Oh, well, that makes sense. Sometimes it's fun to watch the car accident. And Ray Romano is on it now, and he's great on it. Ray is on it? Weird. Yeah, dude. I didn't know it was still in the air, to be honest. I thought it was finished. It's not. It is. Okay, cool. It's on Netflix. So what do you recommend to uh, watch? I recommend that you watch your language. Um, cursing isn't cool anymore. No. Cursing is cool. No Let's swearing. Say cool kids don't cuss. You recommended... Oh, you know what? I've recommended it before. Legion is coming back soon. I Why don't you catch up on that first season? I should, actually. I watched the pilot, and it was really good, and I just never watched more of it. Well, do you have anything you would like to plug before we sign off? And should we maybe tell people like when the schedule will be going forward with the shows? Oh, yeah. So we're going to come out two Thursdays a month, usually the first or third, but depending on how like time works, it might be the second or fourth uh follow our follow our twitter and yeah that way you'll you'll know yeah listen to the other stuff on the network yeah i'm not gonna i don't have anything i do have something to plug so plug it some friends uh some friends of ours uh uh, the group no feelings are doing their final show oh wow yeah they're end of an era they're ending the show and it's a variety show there's going to be lots of crazy surprises um, there will be a sword swallower there. Of course. I'm part of the show, and I don't even know all the surprises. Like, this is going to be a momentous occasion. They... They're getting some of the original awesome. people from their first show, which is very, you know, really cool. cool. But then there's going to be lots of crazy surprises. Like I said, Natasha Varushka will be there. She is a 70, I forget how many, 70-year-old sword swallower. Yes, sword swallower. Jesus. I've seen it before, and it's always impressive and strange. She'll be there. Uh, lots of surprises. Uh, uh, the whole goal is to like let it end in like a party, and like there'll probably be cake because I'll be making it. Um, nice. But the dates. The, well, yeah, get the dates because I just want to say when I saw No Feelings, Brooks Whelan did his uh, did a, had just been fired from SNL, oh. and Kevin White Sinek had back to back sets that were great. Yeah, they're still working on booking. Um, there's probably going to be a, a competitive eater there. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy night of surprises, but it's the No Feelings final show. It is 
April 14th at, I believe it's 9 p.m. at the Producers Club, which is uh, on West 44th Street between, I believe, 8th and 9th Avenue. So if you're in New York City, please come to this. And I believe it's going to be free. It's going to be a free show, too, because I just, it, it's, it's going to be an all-out just party Bonanza. to celebrate the end of an era for no feelings. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure to be jealous of that. Anyways, remember that you can change can always. yourself. Well, and, and Josh. And you can change the channel. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TV. Oh, it must be TV. It's Musty TV. It's Musty TV. Ooh. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.